Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. No, like, no, 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 no. I've seen that in real life. Mace, you better fire it up, dude. Drive your fucking Wally Bird! The whole world is in the power of the evil one, the devil. And the media that he uses to control the world is television. discussion about television that captures our imaginations. I'm your host, Anthony Mays, and I'm joined by Jake Hoy, Eden Liu, and Anthony Canton III. This week, we're returning to our hometowns to commemorate a plaque in succession, aka Rich Douchebags, Episode 8, Dundee. Can't help but think of Michael Scott from The Office whenever I hear Dundee, and there was a pretty Michael Scott moment. In this episode, which we will get to, we start with a preview of Willa's play, Sands, which is opening at the Barrymore Theater. Jake, how legit is the Barrymore Theater? Barrymore's legit, dude. Real deal. That's the real deal. Pricey, yeah. I would imagine. Yes, yeah, very pricey. For for I mean, usually people start off Broadway. You know what I mean? Right. In a show like that. They don't generally take those kinds of things straight to Broadway. So major money required to get that up and running in that location and this is the the theme of the episode for connor who gives a toast here we want to thank you for coming to this first preview of willa's baby because it isn't easy to to give birth in front of a thousand people so anyway uh, but i i have to say i could watch it all day and if you're talking with your friends, remember, a lot of the lines you heard were placeholders, correct? That's right, yeah. Um, I, I had a virus, so, <clears throat> yeah, I think it's like maybe 30, 40% improvement when, <clears throat> if I, you know, get to full power. <laughs> yeah, but the cast, amazing. <laughs> Absolutely. But previews, so, you know, watch this space. Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> Which was interesting because it's like, so she had the virus while she was writing the script. <laughs> Some weird shit, man. I, I didn't quite get it. 
it, she looks fine to me, you know? I, I yeah. think that's one of those things where it's like, that's what writer's block is, is a virus. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Christ. It's a metaphor. So we learn that Rhea is throwing Logan a surprise party to celebrate 50 years in the business in Dundee, Scotland. Shiv is worried about Rhea. The actor that she hooked up with walks by and Tom puts the pieces together Mm. says, are you sweating? <laughs> Pretty quickly, didn't he? <laughs> that was great. That was great. They continue to just put the little seeds that eventually this is going to cause a real problem. We're just not there yet. Willa is upset that they're using construction sand instead of desert sand, which annoys Connor. Kendall approaches and he says, I didn't realize, but that was a, you know, you're a playwright. <laughs> we learned that Roman's written a screenplay and uh he's using his ghostwriter, Jake. Obviously, it all makes sense now. He met his ghostwriter when he quote unquote wrote a screenplay. Yeah. And now I just want to know what the movie is. But it's also hinted that Kendall sort of owns a, a movie studio. So there's a whole bunch of Roy Schlock out there in this fake world. Well, the movie studio is just part of the media mm-hmm. corporation, right? It's just they own one of the studios out there, just like they owned a record company. Remember, mm-hmm. we went, we met the uh, big rap star in the season one when he was going around moving and shaking. That's right, Kendall. That is, yeah, probably Kendall's idol, as we'll get to later. <laughs> All right, <laughs> the ghostwriter of this rap. Oh, my God. <laughs> Connor says, this is the worst it'll be. It can only get better. And Willa just walks away in disgust. Techno Gatsby Kendall is drowning in pussy and everything's golden. No. <laughs> he wants to fuck Jennifer, one of the actors. And Shiv tries to talk shop with him, but he is a little more than distracted. He chases after oh her. Oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah, I guess I, mean, I guess that Naomi wasn't too happy about being stood up at the zoo. Apparently, I mean, it's, you know, this goes into the, the stock question that we always have. How long has it been? What happened behind the scenes? But I have more questions about what Kendall's going through exactly, and, and we'll get to that a little bit later. Yes, I agree. We have this voiceover recording session where Roman is recording his voiceover. My father has always been my greatest champion and my hero. Congratulations on 50 years at the top of the biz. I love you, Dad. Nice. Uh, you want to try one more? Why? No, uh, that was perfect. Uh, just I didn't know if, if you, you wanted one more. If it was perfect, why would I want one more? I just, I, I meant, um, why don't we just do one more where maybe you really, like, sell how, how you're feeling? Yeah, okay, let's do it. All right, take four. What up, Pricklicks? It's me, Dr. Moron. I'm a ding-dong doodlebug dipshit with a tit mouse dick, and my dad hates all of you. Fucky goodbye-bye. How was that? Was that good? That was so funny. (laughs) (laughs) And he was like, if it was perfect, why would I need to go again? Like, I love, it was like, seriously, like, psycho Roman a little bit. Roman would work well on a Clint Eastwood set. Just one take and we're done. Connor doesn't think he'll ever truly understand dad until he shits outside. 
just building this weird myth of Logan having a tough childhood in Dundee. Shiv is desperate for allies against Rhea. Let me emphasize, she is desperate. Connor recalls Jerry being the new thing once, and Roman recoils at the idea that he and Logan could be Eskimo brothers. That's hilarious. I mean, Connor said he doesn't know, but he kind of said it in a way that he thought it went down. He was implying, yeah. Mm-hmm. Connor's voiceover sounds like he's seven years old. I super love you, super dad. And then Kendall walk of shames his way in with AirPods and green juice shouting. And he tells Shiv to let Logan do his thing and accurately points out it's just a Shiv problem. Shiv says eight weeks ago, dad was ready to kick over the whole sandcastle. And then Roman says they struck a little deal on the side instead. So that gives us a little bit of an idea of the timeline. But Jake, what does kicking over the whole sandcastle mean? Is that the Pierce deal? I mean, I, you know, there's a couple of ways to read that. Was it to sell? Was it to, I, I mean, I really wasn't sure what, what she was referring to specifically. Because Pierce would have been building the sandcastle, no? Or adding a, a wing. Yeah, so I, I really wasn't Is that sure what she now? meant. Yeah. He didn't want it to mm-hmm. fall through. It was very tough to understand. And then... St- Struck a little deal on the side. I thought maybe Roman was talking about himself and Edward, but that doesn't appear to have happened yet. No. So I really don't know what they're referencing. Also, eight weeks ago, we don't know how long ago that is in the world of the show. Right. And and I guess, um, I mean, was she referring to his deal with Rhea to, in the plane to find suitable replacements or suitable you know, CEOs. So maybe kick over the sandcastle is like, give it to her. Right. But like not give it to one of the kids and give it to an outsider. Because that seemed to be a prevailing theme that they were all reckoning with, you know, throughout the episode was maybe it's okay for somebody else to come in. And that eventually proves to seem beneficiary to everybody, given what's about to blow up in their faces. Yeah, Shiv says we need to fuck Rhea from a hundred different directions at a thousand miles an hour. <laughs> Desperation, for sure. It's a lot like the octopus jerking off every fish in the reef metaphor. It's like, oh my god. A lot happening at once. <laughs> <laughs> so we're on the jet. Gregory asks Connor about the sand from Sands, which allows Connor to gripe about the overpriced white gypsum. Gregory believes he has contracted mites that thrive in the sand because his fantastic seats were so close to the stage. Connor says he has no liability and implies that it's a recurring issue to a lot of people. (laughs) (laughs) Got crabs going to the show. Logan is complaining about being busy, but then plans to use the event for a strategic announcement. Carolina updates him on the developments in the cruises scandal involving a former accountant, James Weissel, who they call the weasel, which angers Logan. He invokes the infamous rat fucker Sam once again. And then Shiv, desperate for allies against Rhea, reaches out to Marsha of all people. That's how low on the totem pole she's going to get allies for this fight. Because no one gives a shit about <laughs> this Shiv situation. No, not at all. Dismissed at every turn. We get to Dundee, which is Logan's hometown, as well as Brian Cox's. He sees a bandstand and gets nostalgic, but not all the memories are fond. 
Connor asks for a story. Logan says, you want a bit about old fucking Rosebud? Rosebud is a dollar bill. Mm. Mm. Take the fucking money. <laughs> it's just that they really <laughs> hammer home this money is king theme over and over again. Shiv confronts Rhea, asks Rhea if she will nominate herself for the CEO position. Roman asks Jerry what she's heard. Jerry says Logan is distracted. It's more than an infatuation and they need options. Roman, unlike Bobby from the Deuce, says he will rim with Vim to seduce Edward. <laughs> and on his way out, Roman casually proposes marriage to someone for the second time. Oh, and um, one more thing real quick. Should we get married? What? You know, no, not that, like uh, an equivalent of a thing. Like I abduct you and force you to live with me. Uh, that's not equivalent. Well, then you kill me. You chop my dick off, you know, something. I'm kidding, but you know what I'm saying. Uh, you eat me, I eat you, like they do in Germany. Anyway, a lot to think about. I get it, so let it. That was so weird and so random. You eat me, I eat you, like they do in Germany. Yeah. I mean, Jesus. Yeah. What is he thinking, Eden? I don't know. Um, it's I, I'm a little bit, like, awkward when, like, he says things like that because I'm just like, who's who actually like acts like that? Roman. That's a fair question. Well, yeah. What? But like, it's just like he's he's kind of like I know how everyone likes to say like Connor is like the unbelievable character, but I kind of feel like it's like Roman because like it's just like everything that comes out of his mouth. I'm just like I don't even understand what you're saying. Like I actually don't a lot of the time. Like it just feels like he doesn't give a shit. I mean, it's clear that the Jerry. Roman alliance is firmly in place. Right. He seems to be a little bit in love with her in his own fucked up way. But is he really? <laughs> is he though? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. He has to be. I, he's he's I caught feelings. Anymore. I mean, we haven't had a demeaning masturbation scene. Is that still going on? What's up with Jerry entertaining this is what I want to know. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah, yeah. It's, we, we can only it assume takes two that to tango. It takes some two. sessions have happened <laughs> while we've been away. Yeah, it seems like. Or he's it. certainly he's just longing for them. We may be revisiting this in the last two episodes, perhaps, with all the tension around with the the crew situation. I mean, he asked Tabitha to marry him out of nowhere. They've been on one date or whatever, and he just says, "Should we just get married?" And then obviously nothing's happened from that. And then this is kind of, I thought maybe he was meaning in like a business arrangement, mm -hmm. kind of reproposing their alliance. But then he made it very weird with his descriptive language, which was just but, yeah. very confusing and none of it made sense. Cunt struck Kendall calls Jennifer. He just wants to fuck all day on an island sized bed, puts her on a jet to Scotland immediately, even though she'll miss the play. Marsha asks Rhea if she's been tested for STDs. So oh, she boy. and Logan still fuck. <laughs> she doesn't know who else Rhea is screwing, which rattles Rhea a bit. <laughs> I have fought and I have lost and I have fought and won. But when I lose, the other one will generally lose an eye or soul. So Eden, you said you like Marsha asserting herself a little bit. Big fan. Big fan. Yeah, just because it's been like Marsha has more or less been relegated. Um... Other than that one moment when Logan asked her if she was still with him. Um, and what was that, two episodes ago? Yeah. Or, okay. Adjusties. 
So, yeah, like, ever since, like, basically this whole season, Marsha's been pretty, like, Logan's been shutting her out, more or less. And I feel like she's probably, like, I mean, at this point in the episode, we were getting the feeling that she's, like, she's at her limit with the bullshit. And I really liked her confronting Rhea. I don't -hmm. think I've ever been this pro-Marsha than just her just straight up like so blunt like get straight to the point and like yeah. the look on Rhea's face yeah, is I was taking like, it back Woo! <laughs> yeah I enjoyed that moment a lot she's about to blow up yeah so are we do we believe after all this that they are fucking yes yep 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 I oh, mean, it happened because everybody's still asking questions but it, it happened it happened it definitely happened yeah the rhino and the sparrow. Yeah. Oh, boy. Once he put it out there, although he wasn't too keen on learning that she doesn't drink. That's, see, I don't, <laughs> like, how, how do you, how is that an oversight? Like, how do you miss that? I don't know. She lied to him. She pretended to drink, uh, you know. She was sipping that whiskey ever so slightly. Also, he old and forgetful at times. <laughs> He's too busy knocking him back himself and staring into the bottom of the glass. He only yeah. sees what he wants to see, man. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Lost in the sauce, baby. Rhea tells Logan she is concerned about Shiv, has strong French feelings, which I didn't really understand what that meant. No. Something about getting hit in the face with a baguette. <laughs> like, all right. Uh, oh, I was boy. not following that line of reasoning. A lot of, is it like, because French people are emotional? <laughs> oblique references, like eat, eating people like Germans. French feelings. <laughs> yeah. Like, what the show's getting a little crazy today. Shiv is still desperate, calls Rhea a two-faced snowflake with come on her dress, which gets Tom's attention. And then Shiv wants Tom to flirt with Rhea, which is a terrible plan. It's awful. Kendall gets Rhea to mention Logan's dead sister, Rose, who he apparently hates, in a toast. Look at you fitting right in like a camp counselor in my butt when I was 12, said Roman. And Rhea says, is that Keats? <laughs> they trade wordy metaphors and Rhea sucks up to Roman a bit before flirty Tom crashes the VIP area disastrously. Connor starts hitting up Logan for money because Willis play is bleeding him dry. We haven't heard anything about the presidential campaign in a while, so I wonder what's yeah. up with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that. there you go, Mace. I mean, it's... Putting on that play is so expensive that even Connors already just, what, two days after preview started is worried about the way things are going. Yeah. Well, is this sand coming in every day? You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Like, is it new sand every day? (laughs) What do they do with the old sand? But yeah, Connor, I mean, he lives on an allowance or a trust probably, and he doesn't have any income. And so this play becoming rapidly more and more expensive just is gonna it's gonna fuck his shit up a little bit shiv tries to expose Rhea for being liberal and not drinking which we talked about and logan takes notice of this later then as we're waiting outside of logan's childhood home gregory complains about a mite in his ass there's one protester with a sign reading roy cunt 
which Greg thinks is like calling someone a buddy. Yes. <laughs> oh, so funny. <laughs> Great episode for Greg this week. Oh, boy. Nice, nice to have him in full force with all of his anxiety. The group argues that the house isn't as bad as they thought and that there is a bathroom inside. Logan pulls up but doesn't want to get out of the car for a photo and immediately drives away. And then Jerry comes to Shiv about the crew's accountant situation because he doesn't want to bother Logan. Weissel won't take the money, so she's going to double the offer. Then we visit the Dundee University School of Journalism. Rhea says, wow, a whole school for how to intern at a clickbait aggregator. Rhea confronts Kendall about the Rose thing. Then she tries to butter him up as well, even tells Kendall he will be the successor. Kendall says, I'm over my shit and I've met someone new. So my question is... AC, is Kendall off cocaine right now? And what happened with the whole Naomi thing? I think it's just him, which is funny. You would think after last week's episode with him kind of being shut down by his mom and the stuff that happened with Logan, that he would probably jump right back into cocaine, but it seems like he's decided to go to pussy instead. So that's that's his thing that I guess he's trying to focus on to probably get his mind off of what's actually going on, which is that still that guilt from uh from the murder so i mean it's interesting to see how this plays out especially as the episode ends which we'll get to but it feels like he's just grasping at straws looking for any type of comfort that he can and this week it's women Yeah, the old addictive personality right now. He's addicted to sex. So Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Are we all in agreement that he's he's off the off the blow right now? It seems no. like it. No. Um it's not necessarily. Like it's just he didn't yeah. do blow this episode. Yeah. Or last episode. That we know of. We haven't seen it since um, he got together with Naomi initially. Like when he's in the bathroom sending dick pics, it's not like there's a line out on the on the counter. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I assume he's just like keying bumps, you know? Like. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I'm with you, Eden. He's still. He's not. He's not clean. Yeah, and like he was still hanging out with Naomi up through last episode, and I assume that they they were doing like, it together, just, right? Yeah, That's like you just don't yeah. have two addicts together, and you're not not <laughs> you're not doing yeah. drugs. Like no way. Yeah, <laughs> they weren't in like, hey, let's go support each other mode. They're like, let's go get uh, reckless, and he's drinking all the time too. Yeah. yeah. He sure is. God only knows what great prescriptions he's got access to. That's true. <laughs> uh, he probably gets any script he wants. Yeah, right? Probably in a very high dosage of Adderall every day. Yeah. <laughs> 50 MG. <laughs> That's right. Time release. <laughs> James Cromwell reappears as Ewan, Logan's shit-talking brother. The Logan Roy School of Journalism. What's next? The Jack the Ripper's Women's Health Clinic. <laughs> James Cromwell is like six five, so I I actually like the having him and Gregory standing next to each other because it's just two super tall dudes. It connects the the lineage a little bit. Makes sense too, like why Greg is so tall. I think Faze just feels represented (laughs) in this show. I do, I do. Since I learned that Greg is six eight, I feel a lot better about him. Seeing (laughs) Delph. on TV is really, it's been a, a heartening experience for him. I love it. I love it's this for less, 
less marginalized by the media industry. <laughs> I just shit. Logan says he saw a missile thrush at the bandstand and recalls how he would keep a birding log, which Ewan would annotate by saying all the ones that he didn't think Logan had seen. Yeah, he's always been a disbeliever, this big brother. Yeah, they've always hated on each other forever, which is a great dynamic. Ewan tells Greg that Logan is a planet killer, that he's worse than Hitler. Greg counters that they make the Calispatron franchise. So, AC, what the hell is the Calispatron franchise? My first thought was that it's maybe tra- like Transformers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think yeah. so. Seems like yeah. it could be right, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> some, some form of mindless entertainment. It, I mean, with with them, you would not be surprised if it just uh, divulging their interest into something so minute. I also think that this might be where Roman got his screenwriting credit. Maybe he oh, was credited on one of the Calispatrons. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's where all of those one-liners go, probably came yeah. from for it. Ewan tells Greg to quit or he'll take Greg out of his will and give his $250 million inheritance to Greenpeace. We're at a pub, and Edward wants to buy a Scottish soccer team, either the Hibs or the Hearts, and flip it in this ridiculous scenario. I've decided Edward is the new Stewie. <laughs> that's that's what his role is this season. It's the new Stewie, except it's via Roman. I guess that's true, because... Yeah, he looks yeah. like him. Stewie was just connected. He was the mouthpiece connected to Sandy's money, right? Right. Yeah, and he was just there for and comic like, effect yeah most of the and like time. always like i have a lot of money and i'm spending it super like, rich right attitude. he always yeah. had the drugs this guy's got the drugs he's buying football yeah. teams he's always having a pint you know he's he's now everywhere and uh he's, he's always everywhere. looking a bit skeptical right you, you never yeah. know quite what he's really thinking if he's putting roman to the test he certainly yeah, wasn't like impressed what agency is he wasn't impressed with the OG performance, um, <laughs> but he's he's got a boatload of money and he's ready to spend it. Well, his understanding of the way that European soccer works sounds like it was cribbed right from an episode of Ballers. <laughs> Is that right? No, that, that show. Roman says, I have no idea what you're talking about, but it sounds fucking slick, dude. <laughs> it's just two rich kids playing with their dad's money edward wants roman to buy the team with him and roman says sock it in the net sack you crazy kickball bastards (laughs) construct kendall tells connor he can't send jennifer back to be on stage because they are currently engaged in one of the all-time great psychosexual expeditions the lewis and clark of fucking which gets a confused reaction from jennifer Shiv pulls the Roy boys aside and is still desperate to kill Rhea, but gets no support. Kendall mansplains that she overplayed her hand, a move would be transparent, and that she's getting emotional. Roman says Connor's mom got sent to the booby hatch, which, once again, what what does that mean? <laughs> I had no idea. Yeah. Oh, boy. The jargon used in this show, so my God. Does- is, are we to understand now that Connor has his own mom? Yes. Connor has a different mom. It's not It's not yeah. Caroline. Which yeah, would make that's, sense. Like, that's why he doesn't look them. And he's he's like 10 years older. And like how he's not in, like the one yeah. not involved too. But he's the sentimental one. 
Well, I mean, yeah, he's the first son still, technically, right? Yes, first, technically. Firstborn, yeah. <laughs> Even Tom leaves Shiv hanging, saying Rhea might make more sense for him. Personally, because, you know, it's always about the Wham's Gams angle. Shiv still plans to collect on Logan's offer, even though we are way past that. Hey, by the way, quick, quick question here. At the beginning of the episode, they're doing all their praise to dad as B.O.s. Yeah. yeah, right. But in the episode but at the party, they're all filmed testimonials. Yeah, that is an inconsistency right there. Meaning, oh, <laughs> like, what, what the hell yeah. happened that like nobody shot yeah. anybody? There was no filming going on. What'd they do? They lip synced them? Yeah. (laughs) Good catch. So we're at the event. Ewan references Tacitus, the great Roman historian. Greg says, yeah, yeah, Tacitus. Classic Tacitus. All all killer, no filler with him. Did he ever have a bad quote? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Logan is expecting a small thing that he can bail on after the soup, but he is truly dis- surprised to discover the huge event and walks right back outside. Marsh actually calms him down a little bit, and then he comes back in. Jennifer says people in the play are super pissed. Kendall takes her phone away, and then she says he talks about his dad a lot, which does not sit well with Kendall. Connor is straight up lying to Logan about the excellent buzz of Sans. And he asks for an investment in the play yet again. Kendall interrupts to introduce Jennifer to Logan, and it is painfully awkward. Logan later says she has a mind like a balloon. (laughs) Shiv and Logan call a truce for the night. She made him a book of photographs of their old houses, which Logan doesn't even remember. (laughs) Which was ridiculous. (laughs) That you just have so many houses in your life. That you literally don't remember a single one looks like, yeah. Logan says the past is all made up and then transitions into complaining about Rhea. He says, I shared a whiskey with her, prick tease. (laughs) And Shiv says, Dad, we don't say that. (laughs) And he says, all the good words are gone. Logan seems to be reaching out to Shiv again when Jerry interrupts. Greg is eyeing Logan as he makes his way to the bathroom and approaches Logan to negotiate a bit of a Grexit. Oh my god, <laughs> that was beautiful. I think that might be the line of the episode to me. Grexit. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Great. Greg's line. a winner, man. I agree. This was a great scene. Logan tells Greg that Ewan is too much of a coward to cut him off, and he can choose between Uncle Fun or Grandpa Grumps. Jerry convenes the newly formed What the Fuck Are We Gonna Do committee of Frank, Hugo, Sid, Carolina, and Shiv. Weissel is still refusing to settle. The scandal is going to blow Waystar wide open, which would conveniently crush any newly appointed CEO. Turning down $20 million. Yeah. That's That's some serious stuff. That's some serious stuff, boy. Well, so they say that there's... An enemy of Waystar backing yes. them. Backing him, yeah. yeah. Guess who do you think it is? Almost certainly Sandy and Stewie. Absolutely. Yeah, but you know you know what this episode made it look like, right? No. Tell me. Grandpa Tell Grumps, dude. Grandpa <laughs> Grumps. Yes. Oh, mm. wow. That's an that's angle I didn't I, even think about. That's who, I, that's who I thought was like, uh-oh. Because it started... Well, oh, that would been, make it personal. He came all that way to just lay into him constantly Mm -hmm. it seems like he's got an agenda working and 
part of the reason he wants Greg out, I'm thinking, is he wants him detached from this situation once it blows up. But that right. he and now he may be in collusion with Sandy and Stewie. Yeah. You know, working against the common enemy. But he definitely seems to have something in play. That would be and, an awfully shrewd move, though. Like, have we seen that from him before? I mean, remember, he was saying stuff like, what did he say? You're going to reap what you sow? Like, he had some oh, yeah. pretty... He's been, he's been kind That's of threatening true. him since yeah. one. You know, he, he's... Because he's not involved with the company, so he's not going to be aware of what they're confronting right. other than what was in the news. But he mm-hmm. seemed to have a real sense that something even larger was on the horizon. That could potentially take him down. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah. Never thought of it that way. That's why I'm here, people. They've just got so many enemies out there, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. Even inside their own family. Even each other. <laughs> They're all their own enemies. <laughs> but they got a plan. They've always got a plan. There's always a plan. Yeah, I mean, it seems like Waystar is the one getting fucked from a hundred different directions at a thousand miles an hour, yeah. though. Yeah, totally. Because like the whole time, go well. Is this really gonna? Is this something Rhea would be taking the fall for? I mean, her best cover is that she actually wasn't there. Mm-hmm. So how is this really gonna fall badly on her? Right. I, I mean, I'm thinking, I'm thinking Tom is gonna take the hit, man. I I definitely think Tom is taking the hit and wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Well, if he's if he's gonna lie about knowing Greg, <laughs> then, and that's just the tip of the iceberg on that one, yeah. Wait, is that a thing? Is this that's something from the we trailer? Know? Is that, yeah, oh. they ask him if he knows who Greg is, and he's like, no. Oh, jeez! Like <laughs> now they could boy, splice those clips boy, because they always do stuff like that. That's trailers, true. So. That's yeah. true. Yeah. That's, we'll, we'll so, that's so you don't know your own assistant. So I found it strange though that Jerry comes to Shiv on this, and Jerry basically Dude. takes Shiv's lead on whether to tell Logan or not. I, I'm mystified yeah. here. Why was that her I'm, call? I'm, I'm mystified by this. Like, these people inside the company, this isn't even Kendall and Roman who yeah. don't go to Shiv. Are they just all looking to not have any accountability whatsoever? And just finding anybody willing to accept responsibility for decision making, or like, did she quietly take a job that we don't know about? Well, she has been shadowing Frank, or supposed to be shadowing Frank. Like, so she is yeah. involved, like yeah. more than she was before. But I don't even know that she has in a like an actual position though yet. Like, you're right about that. This just seemed like some extremely narratively convenient business. For yeah. this plot, Shiv is yeah. fiending to mess with Rhea all episode, and then this falls into her lap. And they say that we'll easily crush the new CEO, and so then Shiv is able to manipulate this so that Logan will appoint Rhea, and then Rhea will 
theoretically take the hit and it all is going to work out for Shiv. I mean, we'll see if that's the way it plays out. Like you said, uh, she can yeah, easily she can easily say that she was not there and had nothing to do with it. But the way that it worked in this episode was was too easy for me. And Logan would not tolerate being cut out of a decision like this or this information. You know, why are we putting so much importance on this surprise dinner that he can't be bothered? with this stuff. He would love nothing more than to just get out of there and do this instead. Yeah. That's a great point. Yeah. I also will say that they left the red herring of, uh, Jerry asking Shiv, uh, can we say that it was your call? Right. Very obviously making someone take, like be accountable for this decision. Right. So like if this comes back, this will still find its, find its way right back to her. So, that's out there. Okay, and then here we go. <laughs> Ken W.A.'s rap. Uh, good evening, everyone. It's a pleasure to have you here tonight to honor my dad's life and work. So, when Rhea was planning this, she asked me to help out with, um, with a little tribute to a certain uh, flavor. And after a lot of convincing, well, here we are. Is he about to strip? Just remember I think he's I'm going to masturbate on stage to a photo of Dad. My boy Squiggle cooked up this beat for me. Check it. Born on the north bank, king of the east side. 50 years strong, now he's rolling in a sick rod. Handmade suits, raking in loot. Five-star general, y'all best oh, no. salute. Yo, bitches be no. happy, but the king <laughs> is no. I read it. It is burning my eyes, but I cannot look away. L to the OG. Dude be the OG. And he playing. Playing like a pro. C. L to the OG. Dude be the OG. And he playing. Playing like a pro, make some noise. A1 ratings, 80k wine. Never gonna stop, baby. Fuck father time, bro. Don't get it twisted. I've been through hell, but since I stand dad, I'm alive and well. Shaper of views, creator of news, father of many, paid all his dues. So don't try to run your mouth at the king. Just pucker up, bitch, and go kiss the ring. L to the OG, do me the OG, A and he playing. Make some noise! When I say L, you say O, G. L to the... L to the... L to the... You need to stop this. L to the... L to the... L to the... Motherfucking O, G. I think this might be the end of the company. We might get sucked into a black hole of embarrassment that we never get out of. Dundee in the motherfucking house. This was so ridiculous. All right. <laughs> so, so I'm loving all of these shows having musical numbers this season. I don't know what the <laughs> hell's going on, but it seems like every show now has to have some kind of musical event. But this was super surprising. And I was mm. laughing my fucking ass off. Oh, oh yeah. And it was, this was a rap performance akin to that guy who used to do the rapping on SNL that was so good. I think it was 
Chris Parnell. Brittany, uh, this is for you. Listen up, Biatch! You know she sends me! When she looks my way, I can't defend me! All I can do is pray for her to spare me! I'm from a sweet death rate, but the bitch really wants to take a roll in the hay! So I say, Brittany, baby, hold you slow it on down! You know that you and me could take a spin around town! Just hop into my rover, roll the window down! Yo, it's a west side night, and I'm feeling alright! Got Brittany in my pants and my gin and Sprite! Yo, it's a west side night, and I'm feeling alright! Got Britney in my pants and my gin and Sprite And so we're macking at every mother effing light And I say, chill, bitch, I got some business tonight And then I see them in the opposite lane That Carlos of Chucks will know the meaning of pain He was fantastic at delivering the straight white guy rap And yeah. Kendall killed Jake, I could not believe it I think I texted you guys at the time yeah. that I was watching and I was like yeah, uh, Okay, I can't say what is happening But it's like Oh, what, oh what I don't, I don't think I realized I don't think I realized Oh, oh yeah. yeah, I don't think that, that's what you realized and, you were I was talking like, about. Yeah. and I was like, no spoiler I was like, I'm not giving you yeah, yeah. no spoiler What's Roman's uh, Girlfriend's name? Tabitha, Tabitha? Yeah, Tabitha says, my eyes are burning, but I can't look away. <laughs> yeah, the reactions were also amazing. Like you said, we got Edward looking around like, what's happening? Oh, dude, he was like, <laughs> he would not get involved in the call and response. Greg trying to Just, have a groove. <laughs> yeah, the yeah, call Greg. and response. <laughs> Greg, was, Greg trying to ca- catch the beat. Like, that was great. It was perfect. <laughs> oh my goodness. And then of course Logan just stonewalling through the entire performance. Uh, just right up until it, he man. drops the hat on his head. Taking it like a man. Just one of Kendall's rhymes. Don't get it twisted. I've been through hell, but since I stand dad, I'm alive and well. Oh my <laughs> I stand God. dad. I died when he said I stand dad. I was like, no. Oh my God. I cannot right now. Oh man. That was great. And he really uh, does, you know. Oh, he's just, he does. Pretty much he does what indeed. this season has been about. It's <laughs> about him standing his yeah. dad. Uh, yeah. Kendall standing his dad. <laughs> Still looking for that approval, man. Yeah, Squiggle on the decks, Kenny on the rhyme, and Logan Big Ballin' on Hampton's time. <laughs> 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 I don't know what happened there. I don't know if this was Jeremy Strong's idea. I don't yeah. know if he was just born to do this and had no clue. I'm so curious how long he worked on it, but yeah, it it worked. It definitely was entertaining, and it was a signature moment for this show that has quite a few. Uh, it's going to be hard to forget this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just I mean, fantastic all around. I rewatched it. Yeah. <laughs> I think you had to. I, I had to run it back. <laughs> I told you, man, it's, it's an earworm. I had it for days. <laughs> L I was so bad when you put it in the text. I was like, no, I'm I just it all day. I just love the way it works its way around the, the chorus. A-N, and he's playing. <laughs> I, just th- I just think of that Jay-Z gif where he's trying to catch the beat. And you go like play, you can play the song in front of all types of gifs. Or like that, that other video where Stephen A is trying to dance. And you can play, you can play the Logan, uh, if you can play the Logan rap, it's just, it's just hilarious, man. Oh man. So good. They'll be spoofing this at the next Emmys. Oh, funny fact about that. That, cause I was reading earlier. So this thing recalls MC Rowe of a notorious number from the radio and television correspondents association dinner in 2007, 
when Brad Sherwood and Colin Mockery of Whose Line Is It Anyway brought the once-feared Republican consultant Karl Rove on stage for a similar, similarly stilted comic bit. Also, they did something like this, so maybe this is where they got it from. We get an exterior shot of the gorgeous V&A Museum in Dundee, which just opened in 2018. I thought that was a really nice building. Oh, is that what that was? That was that was stunning, yeah. Roman tells Logan that he and Edward bought the Hearts Football Club. Turns out Logan is a Hibs supporter, and he goes off. I'm Hibs. You're Hibs? Really? Are you sure? I thought you were Hearts. I'm pretty sure, Dad. You know, maybe you're right. How would I know what team I supported all my fucking life? I mean, maybe I support Kilmarnock. Oh, fuck old Chester Rangers. I mean, how can I fucking possibly fucking know? (laughs) (laughs) So fucking funny, like... Great reaction. Roman was like, are you sure? (laughs) She was just like, am I sure? Man's really Let lost. Me think. The Fucklechester Ragers had me die. <laughs> like, Fucklechester? <laughs> it's too much, man. Shiv encourages Logan to nominate Rhea, queuing her up for the chopping block. Kendall's cunt-struckness has faded. He ditches Jennifer outside, tells his aide Tony to send her home immediately and make up some excuse about him being busy. And then he turns around and chugs champagne and Robo Kendall is back, AC. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What was that turn, though? Like, was the it because Rhea got off, announced? Or like- no, it was the meeting that they had earlier. Um, the awkwardness of the meeting because remember Kendall says to her you said awesome awesome like, a lot twice. but that was yeah. a while ago well he was still psyching himself up for the performance yeah, yeah. so okay. he couldn't be sidetracked by his disappointment gotcha. in his you know I mean she did totally bomb that though and remember they don't know they, uh, Kendall didn't know about what Shift talked about as far as the Rhea announcement so hearing the Rhea announcement Probably just like threw Rocked him off him. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Especially after Rayo was all like, oh, you know, it's going to be you, right? Yeah. Well, I Kendall, thought Kendall when she said that to him, she, she meant someday. She didn't mean next. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like, I don't she know. She was just I guess propping just him up like with the was, idea that yeah, she was it was still somewhere like, down the road. It was I, clear he had the expectation of otherwise. I mean, it's just hard to know when they hooked it up that it just finally didn't feel good. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a similar arc and like high highs to low lows as last episode, right? Like he's all enamored with Naomi. They're going to go yep. to the zoo, but then yeah, his dad is right. the one to like yeah. yank him down, right? Yeah. right. Get him right. off this high. And this episode, he kind of does it to himself. And it's even right. more ridiculous because he like meets this actress. It She's really not is. really that into him. He's like over the fucking, he's like going nuts with how obsessed with her he is. Yeah. Yeah. Sends her on a private jet to Scotland for like a, another one night stand, essentially. Eden, what did, how did you rank um, Kendall's maneuvering of that situation to get her over there? Because it. Honestly, pretty, um, I'm not, surprised. Not really she... flattering language. <laughs> Yeah, I'm surprised she took him up on it. She must have low self-esteem because, like, (laughs) the way that it was presented, I was like, there's a 0% chance. Like, so, like, do you have zero respect for, like, the play and, like, your job? You're you're an actress that's, like, trying to make it and you bail on, like, your whole production 
for a booty call. Like right. I, I was a little like in disbelief about it how was that just a long went. distance booty call. Yeah. Like, and it just worked out for Kendall so swimmingly until it didn't. And I was a bit surprised that she had like no pushback, but I guess like that's not her role as a character. Like her role as a character is just to be you know, Jeremy's toy for the episode. So, right, right. but I was, I did feel like I was just like, I, I don't know that many women with self-esteem would have actually yeah. just gone for that. I was really feeling like Kendall was having a very anti-woman episode. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's treating her like a sex toy. He's, um, giving Shiv the business for having feelings. Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Well, being yeah, too much of a woman I, in, in the, in the course of like, business. I feel like this girl must have low self-esteem to be like playing into it. I mean, yeah. is, the, is, the, is the allure of like getting on a private jet to go to Europe to hang out with some guy you just met like really that great? Like, I really don't think so. Like, it takes a whole lot to like go overseas. Well, right. then the funny thing was she sort of, sort of blushed when he called her an actress, right? Right. Yeah, like, which she, was she also really an actress. Yeah, well, there's the low self-esteem for you. She didn't really have a lot of confidence in her acting chops. And also, the play that she's in is fucking dog shit. Like, who right. fucking kidding here? Yeah. It might be the worst Dude, play ever made. It's <laughs> actually on Broadway. But, you know, Eden, in terms of why would you get on the private jet, you know, Rosebud is a dollar bill. So, money... Is, is seductive sometimes, even mm-hmm. if you're not the Lewis and Clark of fucking. <laughs> Marsha is hurt that Logan didn't tell her about handing the company over to Rhea, says she's he's been careless and that he's boring her, and it appears they've reached a breaking point. Mm-hmm. This was kind of sudden. I, I mean, is she actually going to leave him, AC? Um, no, I wonder if this is a ploy to kind of get him back um get him back on the right path for for next week or the or or the season finale but i mean you never know she's always seemed uh pointed like when she says something she doesn't say a lot but when she says something it's very pointed and uh it has a has a a certain meaning so it it may it may turn out to be that way but uh it, it makes me wonder if logan cares enough about her to to even bother with that that uh not so veiled threat. How many wives does has he had? Do we know? At least three. Three. Yeah, at least three. Okay. I read the situation as like I didn't think that it was necessarily meant she was gonna leave him, but kinda like, you really fucked up, dude, and like you're gonna have to think about this and like like we're not just gonna be okay. Like this isn't something that's just gonna blow over. Cause like right. with her, it was she was said like she I don't remember her exact words, but she was like, You broke something here. Like something Mm -hmm. like you broke the trust like right Mm -hmm. which meant like she's used to him consulting her and like she's been like i said relegated this whole season and clearly like i mean not completely cool with it but like she's been like putting up with it and she even gave him that little reinforcement when she asked if you know she was gonna stick by him and she said yes of course but like i feel like she felt like this was a huge betrayal like, and that he should have told her, like, I don't think she cared about the fact that she named her. He just, she was like pissed about the fact that he didn't tell her that he, she, he wasn't even naming anyone. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, right. and that's the kind of thing that like takes work to work through 
or else there is no coming back from it. Yeah, I think that's fair. But she would never leave him. Uh, yeah, I don't think it's, yeah, I don't think, like, it was an actual, like, I'm going to leave him threat, but, like, it was a, a warning. Yeah, a warning. Yeah. 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 And that's a subtle warning. Yeah, Boy. not subtle at all. It was cold. It was ice <laughs> yeah. cold. But his, his joke at the podium was ice cold, too. Like, just ask my ex-wives while she's sitting down there at the table. Yeah, that's true. That's not fucking cool. Ewan swoops in to take some more shots at Logan and his empire of shit. He yeah. mentions that Logan <laughs> might blame himself for the death of their sister. Oh, so, yeah, but... I, by the way, I wanted to note that because you said, I think the idea was that we were to believe that there was a problematic relationship with the dead sister Rose there. But I think it's more complicated than that uh, in as much as what Ewan says to him about him blaming himself yeah. for her. What sounded like a, maybe a suicide. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or an accident or something. Yeah. So maybe Rose is the rosebud. Oh. oh, how about oh. that? It's too similar and, and too heavy-handed in this episode to to not mean anything. But you know, just another thing in the past, yeah, that we don't know anything about. <laughs> and first, our first glimpse into the his past, yeah, and we find out how much he hates it. Right, he doesn't yeah. like reliving shit at all. No, what does he say? The future is real. Yeah, which I thought was an interesting line. All right, well, I think that's going to do it for us on the TV book club. For my guests, Jake Hoy, Ian Lou, and Anthony Canton the third. Thank you so much, and we'll join you next week for Succession, the penultimate episode where we're going to DC to be put yeah. on trial. Yeah, it's going to be forward to it.